This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. It's so great to be with you. I'm so glad you're able to come to church and that I'm able to be here at least on video with you. Looking forward to be able to come in person very soon. All right, our message today, why don't you just give Jesus a great big praise God that we can come back to church. And all of you watching live at home, um, I would encourage you to come to church and, and uh, put your name down so that you can at least have an opportunity to come to the main sanctuary. All right, so our message is titled, Jesus is the Fulfillment of the Jubilee. Jesus is the Fulfillment of the Jubilee. This message is going to be very encouraging and very informative because it's about the commanded blessing of God that is on our lives. Maybe you don't realize that because Jesus actually is the Jubilee. All right. Solomon's temple was destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar back in 586 B.C. 586 years before Christ, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple of Solomon. Haggai the prophet prophesied the following prophecy around 520 B.C. to exhort the people to complete the task of rebuilding the temple because they had stopped rebuilding the temple for about 10 years. All right, so this is now about 60-odd years after it was destroyed. And um, they began to build, and then they stopped. Now, Haggai prophesies here in Haggai 2, verse 6 from the New Living Translation, For this is what the Lord Almighty says, In just a little while I will again shake the heavens and the earth, and I'll shake the oceans and the dry land too. I'll shake all the nations, and the treasures of all the nations will come to this temple. I'll fill this place with glory, says the Lord Almighty. Now, after the word glory, I inserted gold and silver in brackets. And uh, I'm going to explain why in a moment. Verse 8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord Almighty. Now, it's interesting that in verse 8, he says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. So, <clears throat> it's a, either he's talking about the anointing here in verse 7, or he's talking about God-given wealth in verse 7, or he's talking about God's presence and God-given wealth in verse 7. All right, let's find out because verse 8 continues the same flow. All right, verse 9. The future gold or the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I'll bring peace. I, the Lord Almighty, have spoken. Now let us prove that God is including finances. He's including riches as part of the glory mentioned here in Haggai. Haggai 2.8, God said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. 
says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. Now the word glory here in verse 9 is number 3519 in Strong's Hebrew, Greek, English concordance. It is the very same word used in Genesis 31 verse 1 where Laban's sons complained about Jacob earning all of Laban's wealth for himself. We'll read that together. All of Laban's riches was transferred from Uncle Laban to Jacob. All right, let's read Genesis 31, verse 1. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from, one, and from what was our father's, he has acquired all this wealth. Let me just give you a brief background before I proceed. Remember, Jacob went before his father Isaac, impersonating his older brother Esau, and got the oldest brother's birthright blessing by deceiving his father. When Esau found out about it, he said, I will kill Jacob once our aging father, Isaac, dies. So Rebekah, Jacob's mother, said, go and live with my brother Laban in a far different, distant land in Ur of the Chaldeans, Mesopotamia. So he ran away, and when he arrived and saw beautiful Rachel, he asked Uncle Laban if he could have her as his wife. He said, fine, if you work for me for seven years. So he did. And that night, he got Leah, the older sister, who wasn't pretty at all, instead. And then a few days later, he was given Rachel, but he had to work another seven years for her. And so Uncle Laban deceived Jacob for 20 years, took all of his money whenever he could, made deals with him and broke them all the time. But even so, God blessed Jacob mightily, and all of Uncle Laban's wealth ended up becoming Jacob's. And so now the brothers, um, the, the two brothers, the sons of Uncle Laban, are talking about this. And they say, all of my father's, our father's wealth has been transferred to Jacob. Now, that word wealth over here, let's talk about it. The word wealth here in Genesis 31.1 is the same word in the Hebrew that is translated as glory in Haggai 2.9. So we just read Haggai 2.9, where Haggai prophesied about the temple and the glory. And uh, this same Greek word, the same Hebrew word rather, Strong's number 3519, is used in both places, but translated differently. 
The King James says in Genesis 31.1, of that which was our father's, Jacob has gotten all this glory. The New Living Translation says 31, Genesis 31.1, all this wealth has been gained at our father's expense. So the King James uses the word glory, and the New Living uses the word wealth in the same verse. Same verse. The NRV translation says, the same verse now, Genesis 31, verse 1, Jacob has taken everything our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. So please note this. The law of first use in the Bible is very important. The first time this word glory was used, it was not used to describe the presence of God, which it does in many places in the Bible, such as in Numbers 14 and verse 10. It says the glory of the Lord appeared. Clearly, the presence of God appeared. In Numbers 16, 19, the glory of the Lord appeared unto. Clearly, it's talking about the presence of God appearing. And then, these references and many others which refer to God's presence is also Strong's number 3519, the exact same Hebrew word. However, the first time the word glory was ever used was to, was to describe God-given money. It was used to describe God-given money, God-given riches. Right here in Genesis 31 verse 1 was the first time that Hebrew word was used, and it was used to describe God-given riches. I said all that to say this. God is saying in Haggai 2.9, and here's the paraphrased version, from yours truly, the money that I use to build the temple of Solomon will never compare with the money I use when I build my last day temple, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's go to Luke 4, verse 16. So we see then that God is saying, the riches I use to build the temple of Solomon, the most expensive building ever built in history, is nothing in comparison to the money I will use in building the church of Jesus Christ in these end days days, end times. What does that mean? I mean, God's going to provide all of our needs and use us to glorify His name. All right, go to Luke, six, uh, Luke 4, verse 16. So Jesus came to Nazareth, Nazareth, where He had been brought up. And as His custom was, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So Jesus looked 
for this specific word, verse in the Bible. And it reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, that's what that means, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The Spirit of God has anointed me to do all that. He goes on in verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, to proclaim the Lord's favor. To proclaim the Lord's favor. Then Jesus closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. He gave it to the person in charge of the church, like the pastor or somebody in charge of the synagogue. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on Jesus. I mean, they were glued on him. And Jesus began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, this is the Lord's favor. The time of the Lord's favor, this is the year of Jubilee. Jesus is saying to the people of God, I am the Jubilee. That is fulfilled today in your hearing. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's go to Le Leviticus 25, verse 1. Well, this will throw a lot more light on what we're saying. Back to the Old Testament now. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, Give these instructions to the Israelites. When you have entered the land I'm giving you as an inheritance, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord every seven years. For six years you must plant your fields and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land will enjoy a Sabbath year of rest to the Lord. Do not plant your crops or prune your vineyards during that entire year. And don't store away the crops that grow naturally or process the grapes that grow on your unpruned vines. The land is to have a year of total rest. But you, your male and female slaves, your hired servants, and any foreigners who live with you may eat the produce that grows naturally during the Sabbath year. And your livestock and the wild animals will also be allowed to eat of the land's bounty. In addition, you must count off seven Sabbaths, seven Sabbath years, seven years times seven, Add up to 49 years in all. Then on the day of atonement of the 50th year, blow the trumpets loud and long throughout the land. This year, 
the 50th year, will be set apart as holy, a time to proclaim release for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you when each of you returns to the lands that belong to your ancestors and joins your clan. In other words, God is saying the land must go back to the original owner. Everything's returned. The riches return to the original owner. And all Hebrew slaves must be released from slavery on that 50th year. Now keep your Bible marker open there. We're going to go right back to that verse. And let's now go to Jeremiah 34 and verse 12. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your forefathers when I brought them out of Egypt, out to the land of slavery, and I said, Every seventh year, each of you must free any fellow Hebrew who has sold himself to you. And after he has served you six years, you must let him go free. Now let's go back to Leviticus 25 verse 11. Yes, the 50th year will be a jubilee to you. In the year of jubilee, each of you must return to the lands that belonged to your ancestors. When you buy land from your neighbor, the price of the land should be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. The seller will charge you only for the crop left until the next jubilee, year of jubilee. The more the years, the higher the price. The fewer the years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests. But you might ask, what will we eat during the seventh year? Since we are not allowed to plant or harvest crops that year. The answer is, I will order my blessing for you in the sixth year. So the land will produce a bumper crop during the sixth year, enough to support you for three years. As you plant the seed in the eighth year, you will still be eating the produce of the previous year. In fact, you will eat from the old crop until the new harvest comes in the ninth year. Notice this then. God orders His blessing on the harvest of the sixth year, so much so that there will be a crop produced for three years in a row. For the next three years, the harvest of the sixth year will come forth. In other words, a triple harvest from the sixth year because of God's commanded blessing on the sixth year. 
So what was Jesus saying back in Luke 4, verse 21, when he stood up and read to the Pharisees? Luke 4, 21. Jesus said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Answer. Jesus is telling the people, I am the Jubilee. I am the fulfillment of that shadow. What you are doing is a shadow, a type, an example of me. In other words, Jesus is saying, those who receive me as their Savior, God will command His blessing on them. Because I am the Jubilee. Prosperity is coming to the poor, Jesus was saying in Luke 4. Healing to the brokenhearted, freedom to those in bondage, sight to the blind, the oppressed received joy, everything that was lost is returned, there shall be nothing lacking. Question. How are all these blessings received? Answer. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach it. To preach it. In other words, that means it comes to those who believe the preaching of the Word. It comes through faith. By faith. Question, do you believe that Jesus is your jubilee? Question, do you believe that Jesus has come to command the blessing of God on your life? Romans 8.32 is the answer to those questions. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, and you're included in all, how shall God not, with Christ, also freely give us all things? How shall He not? Because Jesus is the Jubilee. Notice what Jesus said right here in Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The Father wants us to preach this message. Then His anointing will come on the people through the hearing of the Word, and they will receive the commanded blessing by hearing the Word, like you today. Once you've heard this message, your faith will rise to accept the commanded blessing of the Lord in your life. Amen. So He wants us to preach it. Question. What do we preach to the sick? What do we preach to the sick? The answer is we preach healing to the sick. And then what happens? Healing comes. Question, what do we preach to the brokenhearted? The answer is simple. We preach comfort. And then comfort comes. Question, what do we preach to the oppressed? The answer is simple. We preach deliverance. Tell them Jesus is our deliverer, and deliverance comes. Question, or do we preach healing to everybody except to the sick? Of course not. 
do we preach the gospel of salvation to everybody except the unsaved? So we preach the gospel of salvation to believers, not to unbelievers. Do we do that? No. Somebody said, don't preach prosperity to certain groups of people because they are too poor to give. Don't preach the gospel of prosperity that God wants to prosper you to certain people because they're too poor to give. That's crazy. That's total craziness. Lift your hands to the Father and let's say this out aloud. God sent Jesus to command His blessing on me. Whatever I sow comes back to me in three harvests. God has commanded the blessing on my seed. Say it, family. Engage now. You want to receive the commanded blessing, right? Just go on. God bless righteous Jacob. God's anointing on Jacob transferred all the wealth from unrighteous Laban into Jacob's hands. I receive God's anointing. I receive God's glory into my life and on all the seed that I have sown in the past and all the tithes I've ever tithed. I receive God's anointing on all of that seed. As Laban's inheritance came into Jacob's hands, so the unrighteous will work for me, and their wealth is being transferred into my hands. I declare I am blessed by Jesus the Jubilee with God's commanded blessing, just like Jacob. The wealth of the world flows into my hands continually. From today, I continue to say, finances are continually flowing into my hand. I always have abundance. If you'll say that every day, Finances continually flow into my hands. I always have abundance. You will never lack. That's one of the confessions I make. You can ask my wife. I say, honey, finances continually flow into my hands. I never lack. I always have abundance. And it's the truth. It does. Money comes to me from everywhere because I say it. I believe in the commanded blessing on my life. I hope I can convince you to believe it. If you do, your life has changed forever. All right. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. And I'm going to ask you, please, to bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to invite folks who don't know Jesus to receive Him as their Savior. All right. No matter where you're watching from, you can receive Jesus as your Savior right now. I'm going to count to three. If you want Jesus to speak to your heart today,
and bless you and confirm with you, confirm with you that you are God's child and you will go to heaven. I want you to slip your hand up and take it down. Even if you're sitting at home alone with your cell phone, it doesn't matter. Slip your hand up and take it down. If you want God to confirm to your heart that you are His child and going to heaven, when I count to three, because if you'll do that, He will. All right, you ready? One, two, three. Slip your hand up. All right, hold it up. Now you can take it down. Now I say this, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Everybody, please say it, everybody, including those who raised their hands. I thank you. You punished Jesus for my sins on the cross. I accept my forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Thank you, Jesus. From today, you are the Lord of my life. Praise God I'm saved. God is my Father. Praise God. Give him a great big hand clap, everybody. Congratulations. And now, if you will continue to be faithful to Jesus and keep believing in Him, keep trusting in Him, we will see you in heaven one day. So from me and from Pastor Bev, God bless you all. We are praying for you and we love you with all of our hearts. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.